Hey, it's Jenny from Channel Mom. How are you doing? I really think this show could be life-changing for you. I interviewed the author of Nerves of Steel. She's the female pilot who helped save a plane full of people last year. Very dramatic. And she shares with us how our motherhood equips us to do amazing things. I really hope this show helps you. Okay, so let me just quickly tell you what's going to happen. You're going to learn how to overcome the odds in the face of adversity and how to pursue your goals and dreams despite overwhelming opposition. Captain Tammy Jo Schultz, she's got a story. Man, does she have a story. And I know it unfolded last year, but it still resonates. And so I hope it's going to bless you today. She did land that crippled Southwest flight 1380, saving the lives of 148 people. She's written a book about it. Uh, She's got the adult version, but also uh, the young reader version. The book is called Nerves of Steel, How I Followed My Dreams, Earned My Wings, and Faced My Greatest Challenge. Oh, my goodness, the lessons in this book. But let me just tell you, she <laughs> there is a reason this woman, with her co-pilot, was able to land that plane. She's a former Navy fighter pilot, one of the first female F.A. 18 uh, Hornet pilots in the United States. I mean, she's just a big deal, but in all the best ways. Welcome to Channel Mom, Tammy Joe. Can I call you Tammy Joe? Oh, please do. Okay. We're glad to have you. So I'm going to start, and I hope this doesn't, like, bother you that people do this, but I'm going to start with two sound bites back-to-back from that day because I just want people to hear the peace and the calm in your voice. And and to me, it had to have been God. So here are two uh, quick sound bites from that day. Southwest 1380, Okay, could you have the uh, medical meet us there on the runway as well? We've got uh, injured passengers. Injured passengers, okay. And are you, is your airplane physically on fire? No, it's not on fire, but part of it's missing. They said there was a hole and, and uh, someone went out. Um, I'm sorry, you said there was a hole and somebody went out? Ugh. <laughs> like I'm almost crying again. I was crying this morning because there's a moment in the book where you explain that when you didn't know what to do, you later realized that you said something out loud um, in front of your co-pilot because you didn't know where else to turn in, in, mm-hmm. in, a, in a moment when the plane wasn't cooperating. And, and I want you to recount that, but um, we'll get to those two words you uttered when you just didn't know what to do. Look at me. I'm this is the fourth time I've cried today. Um, I just want you to recount for people, as you have done so many times, I'd be honored if you'd be willing to do it again today, how that unfolded and how you were able to um, achieve that level of calm. Well, you know, I will say that the incident, when it happened, certainly was a violent jolt. I mean, Darren and I thought that we'd been hit by another aircraft. It was so violent, kind of the the feeling you would anticipate by hitting, getting hit by a Mack truck. Mm. But um, and and then we we suddenly couldn't. Uh, focus our eyes on anything because of the shuddering of the aircraft. There was a loud roar we couldn't communicate over, and, you know, we weren't able to breathe either. And so uh, adrenaline kicks in, and 
mine kicked in too. And I just remember thinking, this, I don't know that we can keep all the big pieces on until we get to a runway, which as a woman, of course, we, we don't stop there. We just keep going to finish that, you know, that path, which would mean this might be the day that I meet my maker. Yeah. And, and that's where that adrenaline rush really just stopped. And I backed away from that mental cliff of what if, and I just realized, okay, then I'm not going to be meeting a stranger because I do meet with him every day. Uh-huh. And so when I stepped away from that bad news, Uh, train of thought and looked at the good news that we were still flying I really went at it with a calm that I didn't feel like was due just to 35 years of flying or training or anything like that that all absolutely poured into the the equation but the calm that was reflected in my voice was honestly a calm from a a calm heart and that's not my own doing yeah that was certainly just that knowledge of who holds my who holds my life in his hands and the trust in in the one who does that. Surely. And and I don't want to concentrate too much on the the actual day because I want you to get to the lessons for the folks who are listening. But um, you did. Let's just go visit that one more time. And and well, maybe a couple more times. But you the plane was shuddering. It was plummeting fairly quickly, not so quickly that it was um, unmanageable, but it was plummeting fairly quickly. You had an engine that was just basically gone. So the plane was sort of um, maneuvering in a way that that favored the engine that was still going. At, At some point, you learned that a passenger, as we heard in that recording, had been sucked halfway out of the plane, and there were heroic passengers working to get passengers, working to get her back in, along with flight attendants. I mean, amazing the things that were going along uh, in the cabin. Oh, Just amazing. Oh, yes, and I and I have to highlight the, the flight attendants right now. Rachel Fernheimer, Shanique Mallory, Catherine Sandoval. These ladies could have, by the book, stayed buckled up in their seats. Yeah. It was strictly their character, and they were all three women of God. It was to their character that when they saw people struggling to breathe, they got up. And, and truthfully, there would have been a completely different outcome of that day if they hadn't gotten up. Yeah. Helped a mom get her six-month-old baby's mask on and keep it there. Um, the passenger, Jennifer Reardon, who lost her life that day, she would not have been discovered if they had not gotten up out of their seats and started going through helping people. And um, so I do want to point out that was heroic. And, of course, we had Tim Tim McGinty, Andrew Needham, and Peggy Phillips passengers that got up, left their oxygen, their family to help. And and as we got closer, uh, we realized that uh, we were not able, I, I was flying, and I was not able to get the aircraft to turn the last 90 degrees to the runway. And there's a there's there's silence on the air traffic control tape. There's silence in the cockpit. And then there's two words in a form of a question from me, which I didn't realize were out loud. I thought it was a private conversation. Yeah. But I just said, Heavenly Father, in a yeah. question mark. And um, the finish of that was just, what am I missing? Because prayer can so often take that metal cage off of our minds so that we can think creatively, that we can think beyond, you know, uh, what we get in that hamster wheel of, of uh, thought sometimes. And, and 
then, you know, got it down and landed. And yeah, one but of I, the things- I, I want to interrupt you yeah. because I want people to picture. Now, now, mind you, you've been, and I don't know the lingo, and I'm probably not saying it right, but you'd been a Navy fighter pilot. You knew how to fly uh, planes mm-hmm. at a very high speed in, in a much more trying situation. So that's probably fed into that. I mean, I really believe that you were born for such a time as this to help save that plane. Um, but yeah. I, I want people to picture a shuddering plane, a passenger who was in distress and, and did die, and, and all kinds of chaos and a super loud noise that threatened to take away the hearing of everyone and people panicking and not being able to breathe and the plane not behaving properly and you realize you have to make that last turn and you go to turn and it will not turn and you think okay we're going to go into buildings instead of to a runway and and you utter and this is the part I started crying about this morning because I was reviewing the book you utter heavenly father and and in those next seconds you you got an answer you figured it out and and you figured yep. out what you needed to do and and the plane cooperated and and you landed the plane. And and thank God and thank you and thank all the heroes on that day because you did save 148 souls. So so God bless you for that, Tammy. Uh, well, thank you. I I have to tell you, honestly, the the characters are, or the the practices that you have as a mom of multitasking and focusing at the same time yeah, yeah. are the same are the same toolkit that you use to be a pilot. So yes, that's right. I, I, I mean, I do give, I do give God the glory for the calmness, uh, but I also have teasingly told some of my my male audiences, honestly, it's just like being a mom at home when somebody has a pretty bad boo boo, and you you don't you don't get upset. Everybody's looking at your face. You can't you can't fall to pieces. You have to just say, well, let's go see what kind of lollipops they serve at the ER today. But, you know? Good girl. Yeah. I mean, you actually at one point said to the the passengers, you made an announcement, right, where you said, we're not going down, we're going to Philadelphia, or something to that effect, right? Yeah. Yes. Right after, right after we got our masks on, and um, I just knew again. Here's the mommy trait coming in. I think is that, um, and not that men pilots don't do a superb job, but I'm just saying there's so many traits that women bring to the job, and a mom especially, because moms usually are thinking about everybody around them, not necessarily themselves. That's the that's the definition of what God expects from us yeah. as moms. And so getting my mask on, I thought, okay, that was pretty startling. It's got to be mind-numbing in the back where you don't know. Are they still in control of the cockpit? Do we have a plan? Are we just in a free fall or are we going somewhere? Yeah. So as you communicate with your kids, because leaders don't lead by confusion. And so you communicate. You tell your kids what you're doing, where you're going, and why. And and, you know, that in that case, I had information that they didn't in the back. Darren and I had a plan, and so uh, Darren was flying at that point, and so I just shared the plan. Yeah. And, and I want to get to a couple of lessons. We only have about 10 minutes left, but you've got so many rich okay. lessons for moms and families that I know um, they need to hear today. You know, okay. I, you have the, the gender um, sort of hurdles that you had to overcome to, to, to go into the military, to be a Navy fighter pilot, uh, and, and, and frankly, even to, to fly commercial planes, I think. And, and 
I I hesitate a little. I'm going to be honest on the on the women's liberation thing because I sometimes think it creates more division than than unity, and and then women can become male haters. But that's not what you're doing here in your book. You're you're explaining what you were up against and how we can all press on and how you had to press on and all the hurdles you faced. So so why don't you talk just a little bit to 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 the girls and to the women out there who face the the sort of discrimination still and or maybe just anybody who's got some adversity that they need to overcome sure you know it's kind of interesting how god layers lessons in our life where we think they're not related and suddenly you see that circular stitch that pulls them all together yes and Growing up, having a handicapped younger sister with cerebral palsy, uh, she was kind of a magnet for bullies. And uh, just loving her and being a, in a family that, uh, that, that valued each other. Um, you know, on a farm in a ranch, you depend on each other. Even if you might not like each other that day, you work together shoulder to shoulder. Right, anyway. right. And and we do that whether we're on a farm or we're in the home, you know, getting the laundry done, getting the uh, stuff put away from school, blah, blah, blah. We all work together. But but so the, the lesson in bullies, I remember this one particular one, and I speak about him in the book. I and so I won't go over that completely, but but learning that number one, bullies are never bullies to one person. So if you stand up, even if they bully you over, when you stand up, uh, you slow them down for the next person. Uh-huh. And so that was one of the things we talked about around the table. And then my mom has said this until you know I could say it backwards, uh, spell it backwards. But I know I said it to my kids at the same rate of return, and that is silence is consent. So when you see bullying going on um, and you don't say something, now you're, con- you're condoning that. You're making the victim of that bullying feel like everybody agrees with the bully. Mm-hmm. And I just spoke in, uh, uh, there's three third grade classes. My sister-in-law teaches third grade up in Farmington, and we just met. And this is one of the things we talked about is, when you see somebody being ugly, you know, saying, oh, your hair's ugly or, you know, you, your shirt's ugly, you don't even have to attack the bully. You don't have to block the bully. All you have to do is build up the victim. Interesting. All you have to do is say, I like that shirt. Man, I wish my hair looked like that. And walk away, leaving the bully with that awkward silence of no uh, no crowd, no audience. And I imagine you had to do that as you were pressing forward to be a, a, a female Navy pilot. Right. Right. And you do have to you do have to weigh when do you dig a foxhole and let the storm blow over? When do you build a fort and say, I'm not being pushed over? But that's something that men have to do too. It's not unique in women. It's just that I think we probably have to do it more often. Yeah, and I want to get to two last yeah. lessons, Tammy, because I, so I'm going to make sure. you talk in sound bites now. Um, mm-hmm. You talk, first of all, you quote a beautiful quote by John Wesley, do all the good you can by all the means you can in all the ways you can. So you have taken your life and the things that you've done, and especially that day, to, to live out that quote. But you say there are three things important uh, as you press on, yeah. and I want people to hear about those three things, habits, hope, and heroes. Yes. The habits, one of them you you already hit on is where do you turn when you need you need help? Where do you turn when you need advice? You know, is it is it 
to numb out on Netflix, to go on social media, to call your friend and be angry about it, you know, and all those things have maybe their place. But where do you turn? The habit of where do you turn? Mm -hmm. And habits become instinct on a bad day. Habits on a good day become instinct Uh under pressure on a bad day. So the gift of God is that we have a choice in those and we can groom them at a slow pace. So they're there for us to reach rapidly when we need them. Hope. Uh, one of the things that changed the atmosphere when we were coming down and it changed it changed things on the ground too was when the flight attendants unbuckled and faced a very violent aisle in order to help people with their oxygen and to tell them to yell over 500 mile an hour wind we're not going down we're going into Philly so now people have a hope and that it goes from mind-numbing fear of not knowing to, okay, it's rough, it's horrible, but we're going someplace. So hope does not have to change our circumstances. It changes us, and that's more important. Yeah, it is. It changes how we're viewing something, and that change, that, that does change the atmosphere. And then what about heroes? It does. Heroes. They don't need a title. They don't need equipment. All they are are people who take the time to see and the effort to act on behalf of someone else. I saw that in my crew. I saw that in passengers. I saw that in the ground guys. And I see that in people every day that aren't heralded as heroes, but you'll just see somebody opening a door for someone who's got crutches, you know, mm-hmm. doing just just being aware of something outside of yourself. And it's it, it's something we have to groom ourselves for. God is so good about grooming our mind that way that we can. The world is all all self-focused what do we look like what do we want to do what do we want to see and so moms we are the spearhead on this i think we get i think our children get their self-esteem from their dads Mm -hmm. dads have such an important incredibly important part in our home moms they set the tone at home and that's the foundation and i will say flying it has to launch from a foundation if it's going to fly whether it's a rocket launch pad, airplane, runway, bird from a branch. Our kids, our culture is all launched from home. Yeah, amen, girl. Oh my gosh, you should just take over the show. That's exactly that's exactly why I do this show. Is that moms need to be reminded of, reminded of their huge and important role in shaping the next generation. And you just reiterated that that, that God has assigned them that that overwhelming task of shaping that next generation, and they can do it if they have those things that you were just referring to: habits, hope, and heroes. I love it. And uh, Tammy Joe, how do they find you and the book? Well, you can go to captainschultz.com, and it's it's a Schultz spelt with no C, no Z, S-A-Q-L-T-S. There, you can order it from there, but it's any place books are sold. And um, and I am on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, Instagram. But uh, honestly, moms have just, I just, I will say, as a pilot, I, I backed off for 20 years and flew a reduced schedule so I could be a full-time mom, part-time pilot. Amen, girl. I did the same thing. Amen. Oh, I just love you. I hope we get to see each other in New Mexico someday. Uh, thank you for what you've thank done. You. Thank you for being a hero, and thank you for reminding moms that they're heroes. I really appreciate it. Well, 
Thank you for your plug for moms. We need you. Okay. Take care, dear. Thanks for being on the show, Captain. Okay. So, oh my goodness, that was a blessing. I hope you, you got something from those amazing lessons that Tammy had to share today. I do have a huge announcement. You're going to like this. I mentioned it a few weeks ago. We were calling it our Thanksgiving tire giveaway, but then we moved it back to Christmas to give folks more time to enter. It's so exciting. We're going to be giving away a set of four tires. The tire mom is behind the whole thing. She lost her husband in an accident several years ago due to bad tires. So now she's stepping forward to try to prevent the same thing from happening to other families. She's going to be giving away a set of four tires to someone in our channel mom audience. So get ready. In a few weeks, we're going to tell you how you enter to win, how to nominate a mom or to nominate yourself as a mom. And uh, yeah, and I hope somebody who just really needs them wins those tires. So stay tuned for the channel mom tire giveaway. All right. So let me just say this. We would love to have you be blessed by channel mom we serve moms through the media we serve them on the ground we are now going into prisons as of january i just did my prison tour a couple of days ago we're going to go in to teach and and give those moms hope in the prison about how to reconnect and be better parents we're going into homeless shelters and walking alongside moms single moms coming out of homeless shelters and we're we're helping moms on the ground everywhere it's not just you don't have to be in a destitute situation so we help moms in the home we help moms through the airwaves whatever we can do please tell somebody that you know could use some encouragement as a mom about channelmom.com and follow us. You can subscribe to us on YouTube and follow us on social media at Channel Mom. Finally, if nobody has thanked you, Mom, today, I am here to thank you for all you do, all you sacrifice. Ah, we so appreciate you. God bless you. Have a beautiful weekend. Enjoy what you hear on Channel Mom Radio. And if you believe the media should be doing more to support moms and encourage families, then why don't you come alongside the efforts of Channel Mom? We'd like to offer you our partner package today. We'll send you a Channel Mom's Best Tips for Moms, as well as a beautiful bling t-shirt when you sign up to be a partnering monthly donor at ChannelMom.com. We live in a world that demeans the importance of moms and belittles the value of family. Research shows the family is breaking down in America, but Channel Mom aims to stop the family breakdown starting with the moms we depend on our donors to help us to put this show on the air and to do outreach for mothers on the ground supporting them in their parenting marriages addiction issues and more so become a channel mom partner today and be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families just go to channelmom.com and click on give to cm and you'll see our donate button there from the moms at channel mom thank you and may god bless each mom and her family 